AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next water fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and a happy Thursday, everybody. What a beautiful day out there. The wind's blowing. There's just enough of a breeze. I think we're coming out of the heat wave. I keep saying that every week, but I, I'm pretty sure we're moving out of the heat wave. So I hope everybody's enjoying that. I know that the uh, kids go back to school, a lot of them, next week. But I've also seen a lot of college students coming into town. Um, Providence College, uh, Brown University, I think their kids are coming in, or young men and women. Uh, and that's always so nice because at Waterfire, uh, it allows us to see some new faces and a lot of great new energy uh, coming back into the city for those who have been away for the summer and for those that are just newly being introduced to Rhode Island and to Providence and our wonderful art scene and our incredible uh, food scene as well because as everybody knows for uh, the littlest state in the union, we've got some of the most incredible things. So I'm here today with you to one, thank everybody who came out on Saturday. Saturday uh, to the water fire we had. The weather was just absolutely beautiful, and the crowds were enormous, but they weren't so big that you couldn't really navigate um, around, and there was just so much happening. There was those uh, origami, which Fidelity was folding, and uh, so a big thank you to Fidelity Investments, and again, we had National Grid on site, and I'm going to remind everybody, uh, we've been talking about it on the show for over a month. Well, one, uh, National Grid helps to underwrite the show, along with uh, Lifetime Medical, but National Grid has been speaking uh, to me and to our audiences a lot about Please make sure, you know, they're doing these home efficiency audits, which are really there to help you. you already, or you're already paying for them in your bills. Um, it's a great service. Uh, you can just go to their website. You can sign up. They'll come into your home. One, they'll replace all of your inefficient light bulbs with new ones. On top of that, uh, they're giving you, they'll check for any sort of leaks in your home so that especially as we go into winter, and we know things can get a little bit expensive as we move into winter, um, they're really trying to do a service for you. And as I said, that's already part of your bill. So why wouldn't you take advantage of having somebody come and help you uh, do that? And um, hey, I want to say hello to my producer, my fabulous producer, who I do not thank enough, Brett Ferruccio. Hey, Brett, how are you? Hello, Bronwyn. I'm doing well. Thanks. Yourself? I cannot complain. I mean, it's nice out, right? Where it's not sweltering heat out there. And uh, Well, we could complain that we're not out there, but we, soon enough. We could, but we're not going to, right? Because exactly. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you and that to me is enough so how was your weekend what did you do oh uh, my weekend was good i stayed around here i had uh, my nephew uh, was down my sister was up in vermont so i helped uh, my parents look after my little nephew and uh, some nice family bonding how old your nephew i think he's two years old oh just he's a going baby. to be two years old all right so when he gets older you promise you're going to bring him to a water fire absolutely sure all right, because, you know, later on in the show, we're going to be speaking to my friend uh, Joe Perry, who's the head of 1031 uh, Productions, and anybody who goes to Waterfire and has been in Memorial Park and seen the incredible Marble Muses or the Gargoyles knows about 1031 Productions, and they are, they are the living statues. And actually, there's not only statues, they've got great performances.
as they do. And we're going to hear a little bit about what's happening with them because they have a lot of exciting things on the horizon. We're also, uh, during this show, going to talk about, this is a big weekend in Providence. Uh, there's no water fire this weekend. The next one will be September 4th, and we'll give you more information on that. But I, there, Providence is just full of activity, and uh, there's so much to talk about um, because, of course, you know, this show is not just about uh, what's happening at Water Fire. We have so many collaborations and partnerships and love the ability to highlight those partnerships. And again, everything wonderful happening here. But even before we go into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and hearing about our building, uh, which will be the new Water Fire Creative Arts Center. It is coming along. If you've been listening to this show, we've been working diligently on it um, with track builders and everything seems to be on track. You pardon the pun, um, but we seem to be ready to go because we're going to be holding a very important, huge fundraiser, which we started last year uh, for Water Fire, and it was called the Fireball, very uh, appropriately titled, I think. And I have my compatriot and my colleague, Nicole Purcell, who is a director of philanthropy at Water Fire and is spearheading this whole initiative with uh, Kibby Riley and an incredible host of uh, committee members. And Nicole's going to tell us a little bit about the save the date that just went out, what people can get excited about, and a little bit of an update on our building. Um, This is, you know, we call it our building, but it's more of, uh, again, that creative art center. And there's so much that's happening, and Nicole's right in there and showing people how they can get involved. So, Nicole, are you on the line? I sure am. How are you, Bronwyn? I'm doing great, dear. How are you? I'm very well. Been working. a great day. It's beautiful outside. Yeah, and I know you've been working constantly, getting out our invitations for the fireball and getting out information about our building. But for the fireball, can you just give us a little bit of a, a hint of when it is, what we can see, and why we do it? Sure. So uh, we'll be rolling up to Fireball on November 17th, and it is an evening event. Starts right after work at 5.30 for our VIP hour. And uh, this year, very exciting, we will be honoring Hank and Peggy Sharp and their family. Aren't uh, they Very fantastic. well-known philanthropists in Rhode Island and Providence. Um, very generous family uh, very well deserving of uh, being honored for all that they do for our city and state. Well, and what, what they've done for Water Fire, they've um, been just <clears throat> incredible uh, contributors and supporters in, in everything that we do, whether it's the building, um, the fires themselves. They, they really just have been, you know, kind of those... Uh, I guess what's the best way to put it there? I call them kind of a couple of our guardian angels that are out there floating around. And they just they do incredible stuff with other groups as well, don't they, Nicole? They sure do. Um, they've had some great involvement with a number of groups uh, in Rhode Island, including the Nature Conservancy, uh, Rhode Island Public Radio, and um, a, a large number of other uh, groups here in the state and have really made quite a difference. Uh, so we're very excited to be honoring them that night. Uh, but the evening will roll on, and we have lots of water fire-esque surprises in store. So it's a not-to-be-missed event. And we have uh, ticket prices that run the gamut, so folks can come and join us later in the evening 
for our night owl portion of the evening, which is after 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, varying ticket prices can be found at our website at waterfire.org. And it's uh, backslash fireball dash 2016. Yeah. Uh, the website is open. We sent a save the date email out this week and printed invitations should be going out in the next few weeks. So well, and, real yeah. exciting. Well, and if people haven't seen I me mean, last year, I mean, this isn't only a fl- all right. So people need to start learning how, and you can you can tell me what you think about this, Nicole. But put the <laughs> fun back into fundraising. So you know, when you go to a fundraiser, it's actually a party and it's fun. And for anybody who was there last year, it was fun. People ended up getting wet. There was a big old ball bouncing around. That was a big old fireball, and uh, it was just a, a great night. Our friends from Ten. 31 were there, and Russell Moore and Catering was there. And I, Is Russ catering again this year, Nicole? Russ will be catering with us again this year, so you uh, will have some really wonderful uh, cuisine surprises in store. Um, and, and like you said, putting the fun back in fundraising, there are a number. It really is uh, not to be missed. Well, and knowing that Barnaby quite Evans. quite a few <laughs> things that we're going to sneak up on folks. Well, yeah. and, uh, and also, people will be able to come and see this great new art center uh, on Valley Street in Providence. And it is, uh, it's really coming together, I'm sure. I know you've been out to the building, and I, I know you'll agree with me when I say that. It changes every time we walk through the door, every day. And so... Uh, this will be, you know, our building will be most of the way complete by November. Mm-hmm. And so folks will have a real opportunity to see this brilliant new art center in Providence, uh, which is going to be a creative hub for the community uh, with some education programming and some arts exhibitions and a whole host of other water fire um, you know, events, et cetera, in stores. So um, yeah, and it's it's like a nice, it's a, it's a place that nobody's seen before. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think, and its scope and its presence. Um, when people are thinking of holding events in places, because I know we're going to be working with groups too that want to come in, and we're already speaking with you or Barnaby or Peter about bringing next year's big gala there. You know, and being able to hold it somewhere different that can hold such capacity and still have you know an incredible artistic flair and feel. To it, so this is a really wonderful opportunity for people to come. And as you said, there's many different ticket price um, levels, so there's a, there's something for everybody. But to see what the potential and the possibilities are. But more than that, I know that you're also you're you're doing building tours all the time, Nicole. I know that you're always available for those, right? For people we, interested. We sure are. We're always available. If you'd like a building tour, you can get in touch uh, via email at nicole p at waterfire dot org. Or uh, you can always call the office, mm-hmm. and that's uh, 273-1155. You can ask for Nicole or Barnaby, and uh, one of us can get you uh, a tour of the building at any point. And I should add that for the Fireball, we also have quite a few sponsorship options that are available to both individuals and um, corporations. You so be certainly interested. Those are also listed on our website. That's great. Yeah, I mean, because it, it takes a village. I always say that, Nicole, but we need people's personal contributions. Again, we're honoring the Sharps who, you know, 
I, I know they like to fly under the radar, and they certainly don't like too much of a spotlight shown on what they do, but I think sometimes you have to shine a spotlight on people that do so much good. And, of course, you know, there, there are many opportunities to, as you said, corporate sponsorships, to bring a table of people in, have some fun, and get to see what, you know, water. if you haven't been able to come down to Waterfire and support it during the season, this might be the perfect opportunity, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, the event it will also support us. So even if you've come out to every single water fire this year, um, your contribution to the event will actually support all of the events that we do all year round, including um, new programming, et cetera, in the arts center. So um, folks, you know, they, they know that um, their contributions go a long way, I hope, and that we are very grateful for all of those contributions. And so this, this is not just a celebration of the Sharps. It's really a celebration of all of the folks who support us all year round. Exactly. Um, and a real celebration of all that Waterfire has done for our community and all that we hope to do um, as we expand our mission with the new Arts Center. Well, I know I know that you, you call yourself a newbie at Waterfire because you joined our team, and we are so excited that you did uh, at the beginning of the season. Is the, Do you have an, an, a dream, a vision, or a most exciting thing that you see happening with the building? Or is there something that really just go, you go, ah? I think I'm, I'm really just looking forward um, to being in our space so, so right now, um, for, for those who don't know, uh, Waterfire comes together from a number of different buildings all over the city, and um, it, it is a lot for all of our staff. And it also separates those of us who, are, who work in the office um, from some of the shop work that goes on day-to-day to ensure that everything goes off without a hitch. And it's, I think it's going to be really nice to have all of that creative energy all in one place. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we're, we're just dreaming right now of all of the other things that we can do in a space of that scope. So, you know, there's talk in the office every day about um, some of the exciting things that we might be able to do. And I think, um, I think I'm, really thrilled to see what we can dream and then what we can with the support of our community make happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm excited. I know that we've talked a lot about possibly working with the Paul Cuffey School and getting kids in there and being having them be part of the artwork and understanding. And I think this is a, a wonderful way that the world is moving. But there is so much science um, and so much learning and so much math and so much of everything that goes in to an art installation. And it can sometimes peak... Uh, you know, an adolescent or even a teenager, or it even piques me many times uh, as an adult, the, the different ways that um, things can inspire me and I can learn more and move forward more. So I, I get excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think um, when you've got this sort of big blank slate of a building and you re- recognize that you're part of the team that's going to help to really define that space, um, and to bring people into a space that their neighborhood has never had mm-hmm. um, in just the way that Waterfire has with the downtown. So um, the other exciting piece of this building is that um, it is really helping to transform an underserved neighborhood in Providence. Which is Valley Street. Which might not Street. otherwise have the opportunity to 
um, come in and see really cool contemporary artwork um, or experience, um, you know, the ins and outs of Waterfire and making and um, all that creative energy. And, and infusing that into this neighborhood, I think, is a very special thing. And, uh, and I think it really extends Waterfire's um, mission of inspiring and um, the citizens of Providence and really transforming our city and our state. Well, yeah, and for people who don't know, it's on that Valley Street corridor. Um, and, you know, I'm such a Rhode Islander, Nicole, and so are you, that I say, all right, so if you're coming, uh, I believe it's Dean mm-hmm. Street, you look for the Coca-Cola plant on the mm-hmm. right, and then you take a <laughs> left onto Valley Street, right? <laughs> and then you take a left onto Valley Street, and then you go straight, and then it's near the Alco's building, and you really can't miss it. So if there are people out there, you got to go drive by, because every time you drive by, you're going to see something different happening and windows going in. And again, if you want to take a tour and see what the possibilities are, please make sure to reach out to Nicole and uh, or Barnaby and or Peter Mello. Um, Any of the three will make sure that there's, you know, the ability to see the building and dream and help us. Or Bronwyn. Or Bronwyn. (laughs) Or Bronwyn. But uh, yeah, because I think that that's that's it. We when we put together Waterfire, it is um, we love ideas. We love collaborations. And it's other people's dreams that make it all come together. I mean, even if you look at when we do things down at Waterfire and the Starfield, for instance, where people make wishes on beautiful blue stars and then make, you know, those little comments on Luminaria candle lanterns and leave them in the star field and what there's a new thing too nicole what is it it's like our dream orbs yes um, all right. can explain to people what the dream orbs are because i are these uh fantastic floating blue orbs uh that we ask people to sort of think their wishes and their dreams and their hopes into uh you know for a better world and a better place and then they are dropped into the water and um, carried down the river amongst the flames of water fire and lit for the world to see. They are released, and essentially. They're beautiful. <laughs> they're, That's awesome. <laughs> they're really beautiful. And then, um, so folks know, we do, um, we do sell the orbs if you would like to have a dream orb for home that you can drop into your own pond or waterway and then pick up after you're done. Our orbs are caught by dream catchers mm-hmm. um, as they go down the river. And so um, we catch those dreams. We bring them back up the river um, so that more folks can participate in the dream orb dropping. That, see, that's just so cool. And then it goes along you know, with everything that we believe in at Waterfire and just what a peaceful environment is and all right so nicole i'm going to switch gears on you because i don't know if you remember this but i think you're going to find this as funny as i do can i keep you on the line for a little while sure all right do you remember it must have been about a month and a half back we had honest tea on site and i honest, remember that they did so an honest tea was there and they set up and they didn't want a lot of promotion about it they set up coolers of honest tea for people to in like a little space where if you wanted to leave a dollar for it great and if you didn't uh and you just wanted to take it you could do that as well but they were trying to see what people would do 
And essentially, would most people just go, oh, man, it's free. I'm not going to put in any kind of donation, right? And they didn't let anyone know about it. It was kind of just, again, one of those things that was out there. Well, the results were in about the refreshingly honest. They call it the National Honesty Index. All right, you ready for this? This is yes, funny. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So what state or city do you think came in first? And I'm just going to give you a clue. It was in Providence for being the most honest. Aloha. Really? They could think Aloha. <laughs> Honolulu. Honolulu? Uh-huh, 100%. So this wow. Is, this is, so these are their findings, and this is classic. Honolulu at 100%, and then it goes to Austin and Atlanta and Louisville, Nashville. I don't know how we should feel about this, Nicole, but, you know, right, so the national average was 93%, and we came in... Um, we didn't come in so hot. We came in at 86% here in Providence. And in, oh, dear. Yeah, I, I, we only beat out Denver, and Denver was at 83%. New Yorkers beat us out in Los Angeles. So Well, you know, we got to talk, to, talk to our people. with the fact that, um, you know, I, I know a lot of times when I go downtown for a water fire, I don't really bring any money with me because it's not much about... Um, you know, for me, it's about sort of roaming the waterways and listening to the music. And well, they do this so, again at so many. So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, you ready for yeah, the other? So sometimes the, I don't even have any money, and if I were really thirsty, <laughs> you would have grabbed it. All right, well, I might take a tea and not leave a donation. <laughs> here's my quick quiz for you: men or women who are more honest? Um, I would guess women. Yep, but it was really close. It was 95% of women were honest, 92% of men were honest. Yeah. All right, you ready? Now here's the other one. Hair color. When it comes to hair color and being honest, (laughs) which ones were the most honest? Um, Probably redheads. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, not, you know, <laughs> I'm like, one for the redheads. Blondes came in next. I'm great at 95%. And then black hair, 94%. Bald, 93%. Brunette, 92%. So that is the honesty index. And right, I just thought, what, what fun. kind of low. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole, I know you've got such a busy day and that you're always out there running around and uh, helping to get water fire and everything that we're trying to do out there. And, and uh, we're just so happy to have you be part of the team. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, spend it with me on the air. So pleased to be here. Thank you so much, Bronwyn. And I'll see you tomorrow. You got it, everybody. We're taking a quick break. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our friend Joe Perry. And then we're going to talk about all these wonderful things that are happening here in Providence and Rhode Island. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, and welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser, and I'd like to start off by once again thanking our sponsors and those that actually help bring 
this show to you uh, and all the great information about Water Fire and Rhode Island and some of the wonderful groups we're working with. Um, and so that's National Grid. Uh, they are our underwritten sponsor. Uh, we also have Lifetime Medical, an incredible group uh, that helps in uh, certified nursing associates and home health care, and they are always hiring, and uh, they're always there for your help. Um, their number is very easy, 401-333-3333. I think that was a lot of threes, 401-333-3333. Brett, did I get that right? Right amount of threes? All right. Brett's nodding at me from the other room going, yeah. It sounded right. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I also want to thank Emery's Catering. Um, Emery actually caters our Brazier Society 10. Uh, and if you're worried about wondering what the Brazier Society is, it is that incredible reception that we have at Waterfire that brings all Waterfire supporters and sponsors together. It is fully catered. It allows you to mix and mingle with other people that share uh, your love for Waterfire and have access to those boats. And there's more information on that on the website and uh, we're just very grateful for all of their help. Um, they, they're a great caterer and we love seeing them at every water fire and at the Brazier Society reception. But now I would love to bring on one of my most absolutely favorite people. Um, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show and uh, for anybody who goes down to Memorial Park and loves getting your fortune handed to you by those beautiful gargoyles or sometimes it's a marble muse or I've even seen butterflies floating around water fire those are all done from our friends at 1031 productions and i have one of the co-founders and ceo on the line with me joe perry joe how are you I'm very good. I hope that you can hear me. I've been traveling on the road today. Well, that's because you're a busy man, because as far as I've heard, there's lots and lots of stuff happening with 1031 Productions, and it's all good, and we're going to get into that. Um, but you sound great. So, and great. You're, Hey, you're a redhead, by the way, right? Absolutely. All right. So if you weren't we listening, have to stick together, ginger sister. All right. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I was just going through this honesty index, which was honesty did a kind of a social experiment at Waterfire, mm-hmm. and when it came down to hair color and who was the most honest about, you know, putting a dollar in for taking one of the honesties. Really? Guess who won? Redheads. <laughs> Redheads did. So we're up there. Um, but Joe, for, for people who don't know, and I know that we've said this a lot and we, we say it every year, but it's one of my favorite stories. Can you tell us um, when what year you're in with 1031 and how did you start? Well, it was 16 years ago and it's so hard to believe wow. that it's been that long. Yep. Um, but um, I, uh, along with my business partner, Eric Auger, um, we we're really enamored with what was going on in the city with Waterfire. I believe Waterfire was in its fifth year at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, there weren't that many people performing down there. And we had gone to an international um, art festival and seen some street performers. And we wanted to create a living statue that hadn't been really done. And um, we had seen a lot of human form statues. And we wanted to do something different. And we came up with this idea of the gargoyles. So on a summer evening, we made some very rudimentary gargoyle costumes. I'm talking, you know, Mm -hmm. spray-painted jeans and paper fingers. And we went down and we went to the basin. And uh, no, actually, it was right across from the memorial. And uh, we sat down there. And it's kind of a narrow part of the walkway. And we caused a traffic jam. And one of the water, water fire people you know, saw this kind of what was going on down there. And um, someone whispered in my ear from Waterfire, we love what you're doing. How about giving us a call next time? 
So um, that started, um, you know, the whole journey that we've taken. And, and it was really a magical moment for Eric and me. That evening was extremely powerful. And I still to this day get emotional when I talk about it because that was really a moment in my life where, uh, in both of our lives, really, that we had this instantaneous epiphany moment that we shared um, with each other only a week afterwards mm-hmm. um, and said, you know, I think that our lives are about to change, and they did. Well, did and you... uh, so 16 years later, here we are. Well, did you see, before you went down there to do this, and it sounds like you went down there to do it for fun, were you seeing yourself on this path of creating art and working with costumes and theatrical um, kind of productions? Is that where you saw yourself going in life? No, I saw myself going to the bar because I thought we were getting some cocktail money. (laughs) (laughs) That is classic. What happened was we started to get approached by business owners, people that were having parties, and special event people. And when we really started to tap into the special event people, that's when we realized that potentially we had something that we could scale up and bring to market. Yeah. And um, and then through working with special events folks, um, that's when we really started to get contacted to create new costumes, new pieces, new living statues, new memorial statues for like even the likes of Harvard University who had contacted us to do a replica of the John Harvard statue for their celebration of the um, the 350th anniversary of the university. So um, from there, that's when we, we really thought, wow, we've got something different. And um, I gave up my career as a social worker, and Eric was working in visual merchandising, and we slowly built this company to have over 50 performers in it now. And, and we've, had, we've been very graced in that we've been able to work with the, the country's top businesses and institutions, travel around the world, and we uh, um, were able to perform for President Obama, mm-hmm. and we were able to perform at Barbara Bush's birthday party last summer. Uh, what did you do for What did you do for Barbara Bush's birthday party? Well, it was really a celebration that they had um, that her literary foundation, the Barbara Bush Foundation, which is really about um, literacy, mm-hmm. and um, so they threw the birthday bash for us and invited us up. So we did. Um, Jane, uh, her favorite um, authors, so uh, Jane Austen and um, Virginia Woolf and William Shakespeare, and we took a little bit more play with that, and we sort of created a Midsummer Night's um, Dream-themed birthday party for her. So along with those three living statues that we did, we also had our topiaries, which are these wonderful oversized urns that are filled with flowers, and a performer who's covered in flowers and leaves who kind of dances they're beautiful. In a sort of seductive way in um, the urns. And then we also had our fairies and Puck there from Midsummer Night's Dream greeting guests as they arrived. Well, Joe, you do know that I played Titania um, at one point. I, I'm trying to get you. You know, I, 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 we want to create this. This has to happen. Let's, <laughs> let's make a, a deal right now on the air that you've got to perform with us. This year, this coming water fire season or by 2017, it's got to get done. It can't be done on a water fire night because they've got me working too hard on the water fire night. <laughs> We'd have to do something different. Now, do you, when you're like creating these characters, is it something where you just get inspired and you're driving down the street? Like it comes to me, these topiaries that you have created, which I find to be just so gorgeous, where you're just looking at something one day and said, wow. Yeah, you, you know, it really is kind of a mix. Um, there are characters that we've had on the back burner that 
we've wanted to do because we've seen something or something inspired us. I mean, we are constantly inspired by nature. That's where all of our trees and topiaries come from, all of those costumes, um, historical characters. So there are those projects that we wait for our clients to come along to commission us and we put into proposals when we think that they would be right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of times it really is custom orders. So kind of an example of that was we did a celebration for the Latino Congress in Philadelphia and they wanted a statue of uh, Simon Boulevard, who was a freedom fighter in South America. So that's a character, a historic character that maybe not a lot of people knew about, and we certainly never dreamed doing a living statue of him. There's one in Central Park, yeah. a natural statue. So we get to research those things and, and create and these sort of memorial statues, which can be very powerful, but it's also another way for an institution to do something that is in sort of like the line of the mascot, but a little bit scaled up, a little bit more um, you know, uh, upper scale for it. And um, then we do have examples where we've been wanting to jellyfish, and we've actually talked to Barnaby uh, about you know, this and that, like someday we want to create some jellyfish like our butterfly puppets. And we had an opportunity just this summer to partner with the fabulous New Bedford Whaling Museum, and we were able to create um, this jet- jell- jellyfish um, puppet that's operated by this woman who's um, wearing this amazing um, hand-painted kind of kelp underwater-inspired gown, and she controls these uh, twin blue jellyfish and this wonderful orange-red jellyfish that kind of float around as she manipulates them. So sometimes it's just partnering with the, the right person and the right group to be able to bring those visions literally to life. I mean, that's what we love to do is bring our clients' creativity to life. And that's really what we're hoping to do with our new space, Revel Factory, and sort of having it be an incubator for people's creativity and and have them kind of explore their own artistic abilities, their own creativity, and with an emphasis on how healing uh, all of that can be when one kind of explores and opens up their imagination. Yeah, and I know also you now you have grown exponentially and i know that you did a kickstarter recently right and uh, yeah can you tell everybody what that was for because i think it's exciting news (laughs) it's really sort of a you know kicking off um revel factory communities Mm -hmm. and so we are um really at the ground level right now of launching a a non-profit arm of what we do we've been sort of you know supporting and kind of bankrolling workshop programs at our former studio but we were in a very cramped space, and we really wanted to, uh, a way to be able to expand that and really bring that to the next level. So we started a, a campaign, and it's really going to be just a small part of our initial campaign um, to get our new nonprofit, which is, um, so it's Revel, R-E-V-E-L, mm-hmm. because we love to make Revel and make party. No, not and, you. And, <laughs> And so it's Revel Factory Communities, and we'll be launching a new website soon Mm -hmm. um, that uh, we'll be rolling out to explain all of that. But Revel Factory is in the former Carroll Cable Company, which really employed a lot of Rhode Islanders. We're right on the banks of the Blackstone River, uh, right next to Pawtucket City Hall. Nice. And uh, what we're hoping for that space is to create a space where, like I said, people can explore the healing pro, you know, principles of art and their imagination. But it will also be a, a community art space for people um, where we'll be able to have um, small plays and 
um, dance, um, you know, uh, dance shows and also special events, private events. And uh, it's really, you know, been an amazing opportunity that opened up with us. We have great support from the mayor of Pawtucket. Um, we have a wonderful landlord um, and uh, the properties that um, they own, um, Lewis um, Yip from Pawtucket. And um, so we built out a really amazing space right along the river, which is really sort of like kind of, you know, it leads out right down to Providence eventually. I cannot and, wait uh, because it sounds like so nice connected. Yeah, and I cannot wait till it's finished and until you're doing workshops, which I know you're already doing. Um, Joe, where can people go very quickly because we've got to take a break? Sure, but where I can... mean, the best and easiest way they can go to our website, we make pretend. We make pretend.com. And that is my dear friend Joe Perry from 1031 Productions. I miss Eric. Please give him a big hug and a kiss for me. And thank you guys for making Water Fire just that much more special for so many people, Joe. And thanks for taking the time out of your day to talk to me today. My pleasure. Anything for my ginger sister. <laughs> All right, my friend. Everyone, you're listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. We'll be back in a moment. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And what a fun show. Boy, time does fly when you're having fun. Um, But there's lots more fun to be had this weekend, and I've got so little time to talk about it all. But one thing is I would like to say happy birthday to our friends at Roger Williams National Park. Uh, if you don't know where that is, it's uh, it's right down near Waterfire, uh, and it's uh, their national memorial, actually, right next to Waterfire. And it's the birthday, and they're doing all sorts of celebrations. Um, and this Sunday, specifically, uh, from 12 to 6, there's going to be the third annual Providence Folk Festival. Uh, so you could... Go down, listen to some good music. There's going to be incredible storytellers, and check that out. There's also the Providence Flea, which if you haven't been to the Providence Flea, it's just, it rocks. And this is on Sunday, and they have been so kind, and they've chosen Waterfire to be the nonprofit that they highlight um, at the Sunday's Flea. And Waterfire will be set up uh, on August 28th, this Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And there's just going to be so many wonderful things. It's, it's a, a great way to support local vintage vendors and small batch makers and artisans and food purveyors and trucks, community nonprofits and uh, musicians. So if you haven't been, it is on 345 South Water Street, rain or shine, uh, and happens every Sunday through September 11th. Uh, but hey, Waterfire is going to be there, and we're going to be there with all of our partners showing all the incredible stuff that uh, our creative services manager, Ms. Laura Duclos, uh, helps us to put together so that you can take home a piece of Waterfire with yourself. But... Now, let's look to next week for uh, our September 4th Labor Day weekend lighting. Again, we we want to. That kind of didn't roll off the tongue very easily. We want to remind everybody that this is the first Sunday lighting that we have done, at least in my tenure at Waterfire, for the last 12 years. It is on Labor Day weekend, so Sunday, uh, Labor Day weekend, we have added thank you to the Providence Tourism Council and our Providence Hoteliers, who all pulled together the money to allow us to bring to you and to your families on this wonderful holiday weekend that kind of is going to be launching us into autumn, um, another Waterfire lighting, and we are so very excited 
Uh, the lighting starts at 7.15, but as you know, even before that, uh, there's always our artist vendors and things to see that are happening down at uh, Waterfire, and we would love you to come and participate. And we'd also love for people to remember that we need help. We always need volunteers, and we always want people to be part of the Waterfire family. And sometimes people don't think about this, but... We've really been talking recently in the office about having groups come down and volunteer in the morning. Um, maybe you're dropping your child off at RISD. It's their first year, and you're staying through Monday, and you're getting them set up Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Uh, what more fun could you have than Sunday morning getting all together, helping put together those braziers and put the logs on the fire, and then come actually see the installation and what your hard work has uh, kind of made happen for the evening and there's all sorts of opportunities and again we always need volunteers especially on weekends that are our labor day weekends uh, we've got an incredible core of volunteers and we always are looking to welcome people into the water fire families so again everybody will talk a lot more about what people can see because there's going to be some argentinian or argentine tango on the fourth um but again what a wonderful way to celebrate labor day weekend and a kind of close to the summer but you know what it, I don't see that as a bad thing. I see it as an opening into a wonderful autumn and fall. So I want to thank everybody again for listening to uh, Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we will see you down by the riverside. Mm-hmm.